0: And welcome into the Garbage Gold Podcast, powered by Orlando Lacrosse Report. It's Patrick and Colin with you. Right. And uh, before we get into today's episode and our special guests, which we'll talk about in just a minute, we want to take a minute to talk a little bit about some Orlando Fall Lacrosse League uh, ball that just happened this past weekend. And uh, Colin, some uh, some some fun action going on out at Austin Tyndale Park on Saturday. Uh, We actually saw middle school lacrosse, uh, boys lacrosse, all the way through high school. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even recognize some of the names of some of the teams, uh, but I did get a minute to watch, uh, you know, some different teams play, and I was impressed with, first of all, how many teams there were. Uh, And secondly, the level of lacrosse. I mean, considering that this is fall ball, right? You know, it's a lot of like, let's get a lot of guys in the game and mix it up. Uh, It's maybe not quite as the intensity and level of play we would see in the spring, uh, but right. still, nonetheless, uh, good lacrosse. I mean, some big kids on the field, some good lacrosse, saw some really cool goals scored. Uh, what was some of your takeaways as you were walking from field to field in the five or six games that were going on while you were there?
1: Yeah, other than it being wet uh, everywhere, uh, it was great. <laughs> and, you know, you I got you to love fall ball names. Some of these things I don't even know. You look at this Outlaws, Otters, Scorpions, Stags, Independence, Swarm. Out, I mean, just MacWare, blue wave, white, blue, orange, green, navy. But decoded this a little bit with uh, Hogan and Healy. You got Cardinal Mooney was out there, Melbo, Melbourne Central Catholic, Bishop Moore, Winter Park, Lake Mary, Lake Nona, West Orange, Seminole High School, Windermere, Oviedo, Lake Brantley High School, Lake Highland Prep, Jesuit, Holy Trinity, Boone High School, Montverde, and then more. We've got even different teams this upcoming weekend. But it was great to see lacrosse starting again here in Florida. A lot of teams have been going at it. Uh, practicing uh, throughout the, the early fall, and it's nice to be able to go line it up against some other people and have some zebras out there calling, calling it close. So it was a lot of fun, especially uh, for us. We've got a young team, so it was good to go see someone else.
0: I, I agree. I The thing that I really enjoyed seeing was the number of high school players that were playing. I feel like over the last seven or eight years that I've been around the high school fall ball, you know, occasionally you'll see a team that might only have a couple subs on the sideline. You did not see that on Saturday. You saw JV mm-hmm. teams with a lot of players. And so it was a lot of fun to watch. And so now we're going to get into our special guest today on the garbage goal podcast. And today we have the head coach from Ponte Vedra high school, Ponte Vedra, Florida, Chris Polinski. So Colin and I are going to talk a little bit here to Coach Poe about uh, his success, his journey, and so many other things. Can't wait to get into this. Uh, Turner, you have known Chris for a while now, Coach Poe. Um, we're going to probably call you a little bit of everything. We got all kinds of names for you. I have names for you since you have continued to beat my team in high school, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, man, we're so glad for you to be on the Bar- the Garbage Gold podcast. Thanks for being here. And I uh, can't wait to get to digging into more of this today.
1: A- absolutely if you guys don't know, if you haven't heard of ponte and you don't know poe then you haven't been paying attention a lot in in lacrosse in the last couple of years uh chris uh you we i've met you probably i've been coaching now 11 years i probably met you seven eight years ago at the your tournaments that you guys were running healy ryan healy introduced me to you and down to earth you know the game very well you've got a heck of a background but i, I always tell One story, when people don't know you, they talk about PV. And we'll talk a little about this because, shockingly, we're all fathers here. And we were at the state championship uh, down in Naples. Healy and I, one of the things that we love to do is involve our children in in the sport. And, Poe, you've been around Connor and Brooks. You've seen them many times before. But it was super cool. We were getting ready for our game, and Healy and I had to go do something. And Poe's just sitting there. He's like, I'll watch them. And so we leave, completely forget about our children because we're A-class fathers, as everybody knows. And you look over and there's Poe just sitting there crisscross applesauce with both of our sons just holding a conversation, which makes it even more special for us because Poe is about to have a kid coming to him. And it was just a cool moment that in the height of what we're all trying to do, we always go back to what we are. And obviously, you're a young father now having to get into lacrosse that we're doing. But it just spoke volumes about who you are as a man, obviously, and what you do to lead your team. And it's something that I always right. tell people. It has nothing to do about the X's and those of the game. But it's still a moment. We have a picture with you and both of our sons that actually have printed in my house with your ugly mug sitting with our two kids, which is pretty funny. But
2: well, I, that's, no, I appreciate a, that's a long way. And, lit- and I remember that, <laughs> actually. The, uh, the officials came to talk to us before, and they like walked up to me and you know, like we, you know, we kind of met, and they looked at me and they're like, w- "Like, these are your kids?" And I'm like, oh, you know, the tree And he's like, "Like, you know what?" I'm like, "You know, we go way back. Don't worry, no coaches yeah. fighting today." Good.
1: What do we need to do? Uh, but yeah, yeah. so t- t- talk to us a little bit about the the start of you and lacrosse, and kind of what brought you to Pontevedra. Obviously, this goes back to fifth grade. So, kind of start us yeah. there and walk us through how it got how you got to Pontevedra.
2: Oh uh, yeah, so I um. I grew up in uh, Dublin, Ohio. Um, it's a, a suburb outside of Columbus, and you know I played football growing up. My neighbor was a uh, All-American safety at Ohio State, so you know I kind of went everywhere with the sun for a while. And um, and then you know my neighbor um, grew up in Syracuse, and he went to Syracuse University, and he's like, you know, fresh, and big, and strong, and fast. Like you ever try the sport, and uh, simultaneously, it started um, in my community. They started a youth program, and so I picked it up in fifth grade. Um, you know, and and kind of it, it exploded. Um and, you know, fast forward a few years, my my junior year of high school, a new high school opened up. It was, you know, kind of two high school split and we had no seniors. Um, uh, but like a huge core of my friends um all went there. And again, we were just lax rats at the time. We dragged goals to the middle school. You know, my mom had a suburban and we messed it up, you know, putting goals on the top and and dragging it to the field so we could play. You know, this is before you see goals on every field. Um, and, you know, long story short, we went to state championship my junior year without any seniors in, in the division two bracket. Then we get moved up uh, my senior year. And uh, we lost a, a, my arch nemesis at the time was Upper Arlington, who's a, a Midwest powerhouse. Um, I went to a small school. And, and so in in the state championship, I got recruited by a division two school, Wheeling Jesuit, um, which is up in Virginia. It's a super tiny school and, you know, recruiting trip was great. And I got there, uh, wasn't there for long. And was kind of, you know, th- this is a little small for me. And I transferred back to Ohio State and Wheeling Jesuit ended um, super early. Like they ended, uh, uh, like, I think it was like early May and Ohio goes into almost June um, with their season. And my buddy was coaching middle school. And ironically, we are texting about this uh, about a month ago. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, we need help coach the defense. Like, you want to come out? And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's let's go. You know, whatever. You know, it was like 20 minutes away. And so I went out and, you know, I finished up that season. And then when I was at Ohio State, um, you know, I played some club. Um, it was when Bresci uh, uh, left to UNC and Myers came in, and so like half the varsity team went. My club team had like 14 high school Americans. Like I don't think we played in a game that was like within 10 goals. Like we were waxing Division Three teams, um, and and it was a very serious. Um, you know, it was we weren't we were player coached, but so it allowed me to go go you know, coach. I coached at Dublin to Rome. Um, we were super talented, and and my head coach at the time was AJ All. And AJ was was similar to some of the guys down here, he was plugged into everything. He was plugged into the, you know, the Team USA, the United Team team, the Under Armour teams. Um, and he ended up starting this club called Titanium with Frost, um, which was this huge club similar to to true lacrosse. But so with, with AJ, he plugged me into everything. You know, I was at the Under Armour tryouts in the, in the closed door meetings, you know, with the coaches screaming at each other, um, you know, I went to the US laxcon <laughs> conference, you know, Team USA practices and so, you know, Fast forward a couple more years, I moved to, uh, to Vedra, Jacksonville. I, you know, my cousin lived down here, and he's like, "You know, come on down, live at the beach." And I'm like, "You know, let's try it." And so I was down here, and uh, I, I still joke with this about Tom. I emailed Tom West because uh, I back then, Lack's Power was the big website. I don't know if you guys remember that. I'm, I'm sure 100%. Colin will uh but it, it was kind of like stats on there like, baby yeah it's like uh lax numbers or something they convert it but anyway I look at the best school in the area is i emailed tom you know when my resume for a 22 year old was ridiculous because you know aj took me to all these things and i joke he, he emailed me back in 90 seconds um and you know i was like i just want to volunteer and he's like nope you're not volunteering let's, let's meet and you know and he kind of kind of wrote me in um but i learned a lot from tom and you know there Adam silva and a couple other of guys um and simultaneously, that was kind of when Team Florida was blowing up. And I was, you know, like the, the young worker bee. And through that, you know, we do these showcases. We do these college clinics. And, you know, when all the coaches would go and brush, you know, hamburgers and stuff, I'd go fall around and, and be the ball boy. You know, Coach, can I you need help with the drill? Like, yeah, I'll come I'll come help you with that drill. You know, and, you know, I played division two-up my club. I didn't have this insane resume. So I was always called self-conscious or, or eager to learn more from these guys. So I was, you know, those... 22 to 26, I was a sponge. i follow all these guys. Oh, you know, uh, Coach Van Arser, you can help shoot on goalies. I'll come help you with that drill, you know. And, and so, all these showcases, I just was like glued to these guys. Fast forward a few more years, my buddy AJ, his club grew to about 75 teams. Um, and he needed a director for Chicago. So, he called me to go out to Chicago. And, you know, I thought I was a pretty good lacrosse coach then. And this is, when, when I went to really to lacrosse school. And so I, I would sit in an office for about half the year with this guy named Kevin Bowen. And they're kind of an older family, but they're you know, he was, um, I think he still is the all-time leader in John Hopkins for assists for midfielders, a three-time All-American. You know, his brother played at Maryland. His dad was at Maryland. And, and so we would sit in an office for, you know, eight to 10 hours and just go over the best way to train kids. You know, and so we would create these drills and we sit it out. And, and with that, like my lacrosse knowledge just boomed. You know this this guy is just one of the smartest across guys, and we would just sit and go over why why shoot this way, why do this throw? why go over this. You know, uh, what about on the two man? You go over the top, you go underneath, you step back. You know, you step back and you know whatever it was. Like we would just dissect dissect things, watch film, um, and you know it it just kind of like reopened my eyes. Like oh, thought I knew a lot, and and so I anyway, know I went coach for one year out in Chicago as a head coach. <laughs> Um, I broke my foot, you know, it's, it's three feet of snow. I'm, I, you know, I know very few people. It was miserable. And, and Tom called me and he's like, Hey, what do you got to do to get back here? And, you know, he had a really opportunity to come back to PV and, you know, with, with a new knowledge, Tom kind of set me loose to kind of take over our youth program even more um, at Ponte Vedra and and, um, you know, kind of fast forward to uh, to a few years ago where, where I kind of took over a PV and, and that's kind of where we are now. It's,
0: that's a great story. I, I, I'm curious. Um, you know, one of the things that, you, just real quick, just to touch on Tom West. So, you know, we all know Tom, and and Tom has become a name that has become um, kind of hand in hand with Florida lacrosse. So, Tom West, uh, you know, is having great success with Florida Crabs. Obviously, he's had great success with Pontevedra. Now he's at Bulls, and um, and so I'm curious that moment. Uh, and you probably maybe maybe you had insight, maybe you didn't that moment where that announcement was made that Tom was going to leave Pontevedra and go to bowls. Um, what was the range of emotions for you? Cause I, I'll, if I was you, I'd go, Oh wait, I, this may be my chance, but also, Hey, this is a guy that I've worked closely with that's leaving. Like what, how did that all
2: play out for you? So there's kind of two parts. There's, you know, the, the Tom part and there's my chance part, um, you know, full transparency. I, big Todd not to go you know we we have a really good thing he handled the parents i get to go coach and you know be rough and a jerk and go have fun and do my thing you know <laughs> and it was an awesome relationship and you know he's one of the college coaches or whatever he's he's insanely connected um you know but for him it was you know a, a, as a friend it w- he felt it was a really good opportunity for him and so obviously I'm, i supported him um you know for me um and kind of the chance it, it was kind of loaded, right? But kind of because the public schools, so they have to go through a formal hiring process. And you know, as great as as knowledgeable as I think I am, you know, I have one year head coaching experience. I've been an assistant coach and coached a bunch of youth teams. You know, like my resume, you know, as was sick as a twenty two year old, but you know, as a thirty three year old, like you know, it's it's a little bit different. And you know, there's there's some pro guys down here, and their buddies are all texting them about the job. You know, I, I don't think they. I know that you make less than twenty five hundred dollars, but you know there's a lot of people sniffing around the job and and and, and or free, yeah, or free, yeah, exactly, yeah, and, and or so, you work
0: for for nothing like Turner does. And
2: so for me, there, you know, it was um like I I love Panavir drug, you know, basically have been here for for my entire I see it my entire adult life, and so it's very you know double edged. Like I, I really want the opportunity, but it's not gifted to me on a silver platter. And so, you know, there, it was very like, sure. I want this, but I also don't want some random dude to come in and say like, yeah, see if, you know, you gotta, you gotta go to bowls or whatever, you know, figure it out. And so that, that process was. Well, uh, well
0: I, I, I'll say, I'll say, because I was involved with, uh, sweet lacks lacrosse at that time, travel lacrosse, um, and had many families that were involved with, our local program at Winterbrook High School, and then you all at Bonnevedra, there was a very strong feeling that, hey, this guy needs to get the job. Like, it, it, in my opinion, there was no other. No I did I did send an application in for Turner because we were trying to get rid <laughs> of him. Out. I knew that, that wouldn't get that wasn't going to probably happen, but – you, you can't. Know, you can't fax it. You gotta actually. You gotta. You
1: actually gotta email it. You faxed it and just went yeah, some random place. Didn't I, work out.
0: I hand wrote it. I hand wrote it and mailed it directly to Bonaventure High School. I don't know where it ended up at, but it's there somewhere. But no, that's a it's, great story. It, it. 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 It's a really neat testament to uh, that relationship that you and Tom have had over the years. That relationship where he. You know, he was able to move on to a new opportunity, and then you were able to step into that new opportunity, and and that the school saw it. The parents saw it, the athletic program saw it. And, of course, you've already had some success quickly in the last couple of years. Yeah, no
1: doubt. And, and it's it's shocking. Go ahead. And, Go ahead, I, ahead. and I
2: was going to say, like, you know, it, it was, you know, to Patrick's point, it was it was really cool, a, a cool experience for me to see, you know, kind of parents rallying, you know. But, you know, to, to the same point, like that uh, joke with them. our athletic director was new at that time. And, you know, he's Mike Harrison and we've become great friends, but he came from a school that didn't have lacrosse. You know, in most sports of public schools, you hire teachers and, you know, it's just like, it's like, you know, he's not a hillbilly, but, you know, if this hillbilly is going to come in, you know, he's going to hire some teacher just so it's not a headache. And like, and it's just, you know, so the whole, you know, and they had to keep it open for so many days. And and so, you know, it was very stressful, but it was also, you know, the parents rallied and, you know, it was so many tech, you know, do you need to send a letter? Do you need to show up, you know, to the front door? of school? I'll go in and I'll go, you know, we'll go in with a hundred people and. You know, so it was, it was really cool for me to to kind of feel the love from those guys and, uh, and experience that. But again, it was there's definitely well, some like, you know, we there there were some <coughs> big names that, that were. Sniffing. And for people that don't know,
1: obviously, when you hear the word Ponte Vedra, right, it's, it's not a very well-known area. It's a small beach town. It's also home to the PGA Tour. It's also home to the TPC Sawgrass, Marsh Landing. One of the nicer areas, Jacksonville Beach is right outside of it. It's a small knit community, so it's it's and a lot of people want to live there uh, for sure. Especially you look at it today after how how it's all exploded out there, and to see what Pontevedra has turned into, not only from a lacrosse school but a football school, and that's actually something I would love for you to touch a little bit on. I think Tom probably cultivated this with the old football coaches there, and I think you've kept this through. And I'm going to butcher this, but there's a police organization in the youth that funnels football kids and lacrosse kids because we have no crossover in our school and a lot of Orlando schools have very little crossover football to lacrosse but I love what I've seen from Ponte Vedra that not necessarily the word share athletes isn't the right way but there's a relationship between the coaches where they see the benefit of playing both talk a little bit about that what you've seen at Ponte Vedra. yeah you
2: know what it's again my, you know, we, we have this vibe that we're a big school, but we're, we're the smallest big school in 2A, right? Our girls are actually in 1A. Um, and so we are, you know, kind of one of those smaller communities and we just can't afford to have kids like totally specialized, you know? And, and so, um, you know, there's twofold. One, I have a great relationship with Steve Price. He's the head football coach. Um, and, you know, what we're both really good at is there's some guys that are lacrosse guys that play football. There's some football guys that play lacrosse there's some guys that are kind of in between, you know, and, you know, we have a, a couple really high level recruits that are playing football, you know, and they miss Saturday morning. So they can go fly up to wherever to go to prospect days and tournaments. And, and Coach Price is cool with it. You know, maybe, maybe he's cool with it because he's <laughs> afraid if he makes them choose, they might not play football, but I, I'm going to go ahead and get a benefit of the doubt. And he supports that these guys are high level lacrosse players. Um, and, and so that's huge. And then also at the youth level, um, like we, we bend over backwards to try to accommodate most, uh, both sports. Like we try to build practices. So, you know, if they're, they end at five, we start at five thirty. you know, or, or whatever they do, we start, you know. Traditionally, we start our club way later than almost every area in Florida, um, so we can let football guys do it, and they only miss a week or two of practice of lacrosse, and we go a little later. Um, and you know, for me, it's the same thing. Like, there's definitely some football players that play lacrosse. My, my two starting D middies are the starting wide receiver and slot, you know, slot receiver. You know, a, a couple when we won the state championship a few years ago, starting LSM. Um, Tommy Zatello, plays at Army, he he's getting reps uh, uh, for them right now. You know, we had a, a D Mitty who who plays for Richmond for football, and so um, to kind of ignore those guys and and to try to make them specialize, I think is a is a poor choice. And again, especially as someone that's that kind of has limited numbers like we do, and and again, I think. You know, they're high school kids at the end of the day. We want to have fun. Um, I mean, our goalie Nolan Parlett was a a four year starter state championship winner, um, phenomenal student he was going to air force in his senior year. He kind of came up before practice in the summer and he, you know, he had this funny look. I'm like, oh god, he got in trouble. He's like, Coach, I gotta talk to you. I'm like, yeah, what's up, kid? And you know, Nolan and I had a great relationship, but he's like, I wanna play football. I'm like, okay, like, what's the problem? And he goes, Oh, you know, my mom doesn't want, she's afraid to get hurt. Like, what do you think? And I was like, Nolan's like, you play goalie your whole life. It's the most miserable position. You're stressed all the time. Like you can't, you can't go in and practice lefty or throw behind the back. Like every time you go in, it's stressful. Go play football. Go one and eight in the football season, yeah. and you don't care, right? You lose one lacrosse game, and you're the stress nightmare. You know everyone can't stand to be around you for a month. But, you know, go do these different things and we support these guys. Like, you know, we have again Nolan played his senior year after not playing. Cannon Houseman, another one of our players. You know, he hasn't played since since middle school when he played his senior year, you know, because they just want to go do it. And I f you know, it's not me saying you're gonna be punished for this or that. And, you know, do I say, Hey, maybe uh Sunday morning, uh, go throw around lacrosse stick and you know, you and a couple buddies, you know, maybe once or twice a week hit the wall. I might I might ask him to do that, but you know, I, I end twenty minutes a week, that's not too crazy.
0: I think that's great. That's a great perspective on that. And I I hope that over time we'll see more Florida schools take that approach, uh, especially the the football coaches across Florida to see how lacrosse and uh, football can work hand in hand and, and support each other, uh, both with the kids having fun, number one, because that's the most important thing. And then secondly, too, I it complements the sports, really, each of the sports. Uh, you know, I always kind of use the story, you know, one of the success stories we've had at our own local high school at Winter Park is, you know, Hayden Clem, who's uh, now, I think this week actually moved himself up into potentially the third string center spot as a preferred walk-on at University of Florida football, which is insane. Um, but he also played lacrosse for four years at Winter Park while playing football. Um, and wrestled. He also played deep hole and wrestled. And he played deep hole at, I think, 265 pounds, something like that, man.
1: which is He's a big boy. Crazy.
0: Um, anyhow, but uh, – Coach Poe, talk a little bit about that transition from when you took over as a head coach. I mean, obviously, I I feel like for the most part, I mean, I'm sure there was somebody that was probably upset just because maybe Turner because he didn't get the job. But, you know, like most of the parents were excited about you, you know, that continuity of you taking over the program. But what or was there any pressure, right? So the expectation is you guys have built a program now that each year – you're supposed to be in that final four. You're supposed to compete for a state championship.
1: What was the pressure like for you going into that first season? You don't. You don't even have to ask Poe. Was there pressure? The answer in all capitals is yes. <laughs> They're just waiting for one inch, one inch to show he couldn't do it. And it would all blown up. That's hundred no, percent. Sorry, you're go ahead, Poe. How did, that. How did so, you deal um, with
2: it? How'd you deal so, with you know, it? I was kind of how I was raised I was really fortunate and prepared you know my high school was you know we turned it you know we won to stay championship my first year and I went back to coach my high school coach you know AJ had a ton of pressure on him um and you know I kind of I never to college football fans but uh so I'm you know Ohio State it's you know with with Ohio State you know we joke that there's you know two games a year that you enjoy right it's the Michigan game and then the last game of the year every other game it's just please don't lose please don't lose please don't lose please don't lose and you know and we kind of <laughs> And it's, you know, it's, I've been here for, you know, um, 13, whatever years. And, you know, you, your perspective really kind of shifts, um, you know, like the pressures there a hundred percent, but you find um, uh, other goals in the season, you know, building relationships. And, you know, it it sounds really cliche, but, you know, one of of my favorite moments uh, uh, this past year was Carter Parlette won a national championship and, he calls me, Uh, I, I don't know, it was late. You know, and I, I thought he was in trouble or I didn't put two of you together, so I shouldn't even answer the phone. <laughs> I love you and, you know, miss you and, you know, <laughs> thank you so much for everything. And, you know, if, if you That's ask awesome, anybody, buddy. when Carter, when Carter Parlett was in high school, we mashed heads, like we did not get along, um, you know, and, and, and so kind of building those relationships and you see, you know, One of my assistants, uh, his name is Jack Francis, and he talks about it all the time. It's like, you you know, we're not trying to be their friend. You know, you know, you did a good job in five years when they send you a Christmas card, you know, and and kind of shifting, you know, being here for so long and and, you know, winning state championship, losing one, you know, losing many, you know, uh, uh, kind of going through these ups and downs. And, you know, you see, um, you know. calling Matt Keeler, right? Matt Keeler played for me back in the day. Matt Keeler is an assistant coach for us now. Matt Matt is one of the most valuable people in Ponte program. Um, You know, he got a job through, you know, the PV lacrosse connection and, and, you know, we went over, he's got a daughter's a a little over a year and we went over for dinner the other night so our kids can play. You know, and and kind of seeing this stuff in those helps alleviate that pressure because it, you know, Tom did such a great job and, you know, this community has high expectations and I put high expectations, I mean, I, I hopefully don't sound too cocky. We're, we got a pretty talented group, and you know, I I ex- expect to get the most out of them, and and so I do put a lot of pressure on it. But but you know, absolutely, it's, at the end of the you know the end of the game when when we're walking off crying and hugging kids and losing, you know that feels like a lot. But a week later, you know when we do our senior dinner, and you know it feels like nothing happened, and you know we're going to be lifelong buddies. It it kind of helps push some that away, and you know it, it, at the end of the day, there's pressure always there, and. Again, kind of how I brought up and uh, trying to tune a lot of it out. And, you know, I think most of the people, no offense, putting on the pressure don't are in the trenches with us. And, you know, we, when we can, the assistants look at each other and the players can look at each other and nope, we, you know, we may not have played our best game, but we did our best. You know, we tried as hard as we could, you know, that, that for me, um, you know, kind of helps alleviate that. And just seeing that process throughout the years of, you know, we want to stay championship. Now, next summer, nobody's rolling out a red carpet at the Orlando Open when you walk up. You've you got to walk to the backfield just like always. You know, you lose the state championship, it's the exact same thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, you know, kind of going through yeah. that that stuff. And and to be honest, it's a credit to Tom. Like, he had to take that heat, right, for a long time. And I could kind of sit back. And, and same thing with AJ when when I was back in Ohio. I could watch these other guys take the heat and and, and kind of see how they responded and reacted and, and you know, what, what the pressure did to them you know, and, and, and kind of help shape how I do it. it
1: and, you know, it's interesting, Poe, that you say that about going over to Keeler's, And, like, the, the, those are the moments that I remember more than anything. And Healy and I talk about this, and Healy talks about this in our parent meeting, which a lot of people that if you're not a coach or you're not involved in sports, you don't understand what's happening in the trenches, we get your children for almost an hour and a half to two hours dedicated time without a cell phone in their hand. There's not a parent in this world that's going to listen to this, that's going to do that. that can say that they have that time with those kids. And it's such a cherished moment, even when they're little, you know, we always, we, we believe in tearing someone down to build them up, right? We're going to be as hard as we can on you, but we're going to support you from, from the very bottom. We're going to bring you all the way back up and having that time with those players and having him call you after the national championship, you probably had zero expectation that he was going to call you, but look at the, what you were able to put into somebody it's the best it's the best thing in the world when i see someone that's in that's excelling excelling in business and they come back like the best four mm-hmm. years of my life was you yelling at me the whole time it's like heck yeah I thought you hated me.
2: perfect it's it, and that's it it's you know the i love the,
1: that i love that you
2: know, guys so that, good. that i you know felt like I was super hard on and this it's, you know, they come back and oh, so when can I was, when you know, well, I'm ready to coach Jaws this summer. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's like those first couple of years, you you know, you're looking when you see him I'm like, is he going to punch me now that, you know, he doesn't play. And then you, you know, like, Nope. Okay. 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 Yeah, I was doing the right. Thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So
0: <laughs> well, speaking, speaking uh speaking of Jaws, youth lacrosse. So there's a couple things I want to touch on. You know, one thing that I do want to touch on before we get done today is I do want to talk about, you know, briefly talk about last season, the success you had, kind of maybe briefly talk about what's coming up for the spring, how you're feeling so far this fall. But let's talk a little bit about uh, my favorite. Um, youth lacrosse. You guys have built a, a really, a really great program with Jaws. Um, you have been able to have success feeding that. And uh, much like um, what we do here in Winter Park, um, some other programs are doing across the state where... For lack of a better term, you're filling the funnel. That's the term that we always use is fill the funnel. We got to consistently, you know, it's just a numbers game. Really, quite frankly, it's let's get as many kids playing as possible. And then it all hashes itself out when they get to high school, right? You have some kid that just some kids excel, some kids, you know, plateau, some bottom out and quit, whatever it is. Um, but talk about your philosophy with that youth program and then also what you see across florida that's working and not florida working in youth lacrosse that you kind of go man that works and that's something i wish would work yeah, better absolutely. Or
2: should change. Um, this is kind of my secret sauce but i give it out to anybody who's willing to listen and and i feel really 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 strongly about our youth philosophies yeah, hold on let, yeah. let me get a pin real quick um, all right so, go so ahead two, two parts to our, <laughs> our youth philosophy and and the first one is the easy one and and that's and, and that's sometimes harder and it, this isn't always easy to replicate in every other areas. I don't want kids from other areas, right? I want PB kids, right? And, And of those 20 kids, right? Let's say 10 of them are good lacrosse players, five of them are okay lacrosse players, five of them probably should get cut. But what happens, right, is those five mediocre kids, two of them turn to good, right? Those five kids I should turn to cut, one of them turns to really good, right? And when you continue to do that throughout the years, and, and let's say that's at the tenure level, right, so then they continue to develop, they continue to grow, they're in our program for a long time, um, and and I don't, like, you know, we we talked about this with our young guys, like, I do not want to turn anybody away, right, like, we, we have gotten to the point where we're very fortunate, we have our youth numbers are great at JAWS, um, we do have to cut some kids, but we, now, say with them like we have a plan for you when we come right we have an army of college alumni that come back and they want lessons for cheap money right and we're going to get you in lessons there's a lot of well, pro college guys in jacksonville that do all this stuff and we're going to set you up with those guys and i want you to come back again in the fall right we to put guys on practice squads and, and back in the day i think people looked at it more of like it's a money grab and you know who's trying to you know put but it's like you when you see it go like the guys that are juniors and seniors the parents there, are like they can list off three or four guys like, "Oh, this kid was garbage." You know, this kid we we should have cut back then. Like we, we 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 would all fringe every time they threw the ball at this kid. You know, and and they turn out to be role players. Um, and and so I like, you know, it's tough. Again, every mm-hmm. every area doesn't have enough to do it, but um, sometimes it's more fun to to do these kind of bigger all star all area whatever teams. Um, but for me, like, let's say we did that in Jacksonville, and, and so the, we take the 10 best PV kids and then the other 10 get cut. Well, most of the time, these PV kids don't have a home, right? And, and that's, you know, you talk about what's working and what's not working. My biggest fear in lacrosse is as it's growing, it's at the top, the high-end talent, it's shrinking at the bottom. And there's not as many homes for kind of those mediocre to below-average kids, right? We can all go play rec. Rec is what it is. It's great for development. It's great for skills. Um, but it's short, you know, and there's a ton of kids. And so sometimes with these bigger clubs, you know, and and we're fortunate, uh, Turner and I, right, we're at at programs that have really strong cultures and, and, you know, the kids can do both and they want to do both. Right. But a lot of those other places, right. They feel like the other products so inferior or these bigger clubs, put too much pressure on them with practice and and they just don't do it. And when in turn those guys don't do it now, maybe the other kid doesn't have a good player to play with, or they just don't have enough kids to make a team in general um and so just just kind of securing that you know the stinkers right and and getting them to mediocre and and you know a couple of them turn out right and again for us we're we're a small public school so maybe it's not as important to others but but every kid matters right and and it, like you said it's a numbers game right if 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 it's one out of 10 stinkers get good well, let's get 30 stinkers right and then we'll have 33 good guys you know eventually and and kind of it, it's kind of bad you know yeah. and and then the second part um and, and, you know, this is our secret sauce is fundamentals, 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 right? Every single person I ever see comes to me and, what do, you know, what does the South do different than the North, right? And, and I tell them, is what, is, what does every South dad play when we grew up, right? Everyone played football, right? What do you do at football practice? Let's go off tackle 27 right, right? Off tackle right. 25 right. Off tackle right. 23, right? And you just run through play after play after play after play after play after play. After play. Right, and and that's how you, I'm not telling you that's how to coach football. I don't know how to coach football, but that's definitely not how you coach the cross, right? Like I joke, our high school, our JV teams, most of our youth teams, if we practice offense, like if we have 20 practices, like six on six offense, like two or three practices out of the entire time, right? And the the offense is again secret sauce. My 12 team runs the same offense that my varsity team runs, the same calls. The same play, right? We run some different tweaks and stuff. But, like, you hear me call Buckeye when the 12 U's do it, they're doing the same thing that my varsity guys are doing. It's simple, right? They don't have, we don't have to spend time teaching it every fall, every summer, right? Every spring, they guys know it. And we spend 30 minutes a day shooting on a fence, right? Hatching and throwing in a box so you catch step threat, right? And and master the fundamentals, defense do footwork, right? Uh, 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 you know, my, my, so because it's going to make, People cringe and we've all done it, but my, you know, my biggest knock is we go watch a defensive practice and they're doing long passes for 15 minutes, you know, and, 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 you know, that's, you know, the other dad's sitting there and he's got 17 man up plays, 703, you know, razor, you know, and, and it's like, if you can't catch and throw. Yeah. If, if you, I mean, shorts, if you can't catch them throw and you can't shoot, the plays are irrelevant. You know, I, I, I always used to say like, I can teach you the Ponte mm-hmm. offense and the Lake Mary offense to any mom, dad sister brother in 30 minutes promise you right i can teach you the, but i can't teach you how to catch and throw catch and shoot right all that good stuff and it's it so hard for parents because they just it's, it's not like they're doing it maliciously but it's just what they know right and and to be honest like as a coach it's a lot more fun to like hey let's like i'm playing madden right let's have some fun and let's let's get these guys going rather than sitting there and like nope get on your one knee we're shooting for 15 more minutes 100 more ball. like that stuff's not that fun but but the biggest reason, like the, the kids in the Northeast, you saw, they're all a bunch of five five nine five ten white kids with bow legged and knees, and they're not very fast. But they don't drop the ball, and they put it in the corner every time, and and they do the little fundamentals, and they're stealing our scholarships left and right. Um, and and so again, like the other knock mm-hmm. is you see it everywhere. Like I, I, we go, we took TV, you know, to a couple to institute my own horn for a little bit, which I hate doing, but we took TV to a couple national tournaments. And we're playing against these teams and they're run. these teams are way better. They're running 17 plays. The kids are looking over to the coach, you know, af- afraid to run in with a wide open shot because he's not running the right play. You know, and my guys are, you know, base offense, whatever the heck you want if it's open. And, and you know, we're hanging and competing with these teams uh, because we're just doing the little things, uh, you know. And, and conversely, when that gets to high school, right, we have an army of kids that can catch and throw and shoot. And, and at worst are role players, right? And then you find one or two, three studs. That's enough to do pretty good in high school, and uh, and so I like I firmly 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 believe in this. Like and we when we have fun, like we, we do a lot of games, right? A, a lot of West Jenny, right? I want kids. To, we, we do this drill. It's called Mount All at Four. It's a three on two, just in rapid fire. Every kid touches the ball. The defenders are moving around. Um, and, and you know, parents. I think you know. I I think if we didn't have the success that we had, and, and I kind of had the resume that I had, I think a lot of parents would be, you know speaking out and a little bit more upset because you know, we did the same drill every day, but it's like, I, it, it, you know, I, I try to do it on our social media where I'll show the same drill that the 10 years are doing that my varsity guys are still doing, you know, and it, it, there's no secret sauce in lacrosse. There's no secret offense in lacrosse. Like 90% of it is the kids are just better and they can catch and throw and they can shoot. Like we all like to think there's some sick offense and some awesome coaching, but just most of the time it's better kids, you know, one, one, two, three goal games, right. That, you know, yes, you can X and O in scheme, but we, we win a lot of games just because we're better than people. I, I you know, don't want to take any credit away from myself, but like everybody knows well, that offense. That's, really.
0: I mean, that's that's the that's the reality of that's the reality it, of sports. I mean, I, I when I've coached youth basketball, I will tell kids all the time if I see them shooting a three pointer but they can't make a full court layup that's full speed, you right. don't need to be shooting three pointers. You yep. need to be able to make a full court, full speed, lift, off, you, right hand and left hand, and you need to be able to you, make you, you a, ten a ten foot jump shot.
2: Story is, you know, we have an A and B team at some age groups, and you know the A team was doing one thing and the B team was doing something else. And I got an email, why are you, why aren't we doing this? And it's like you aren't ready for that. Like the same thing, like you get you guys got they're mm-hmm. they're running right now. We got to learn how to walk first. You know, like you guys aren't ready to work on. You know, to rolling off the breeze mm-hmm. and step down for a shot. Like we need to work how to catch little ground balls. You know, and it's 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 very hard sometimes for people. And and to be honest, I'm I'm going, you're getting me going here on youth lacrosse. Um, I think it's why lacrosse loses a lot of. Of like superior athletes early, <laughs> right? If you step on a football field, give give the kid the ball, right? it just make give give me the ball. I'm bigger and stronger than everybody. I'm gonna go get 40 yards, right? Give me a basketball. Put me on the basketball court. I'll stand under there and I can at least catch a throw, right? Like any doofus can catch a basketball, you know. But lacrosse, you get out there and it's peas on a butter knife for for a year and a mm-hmm. half, two years, and the, you know the little nerds are catching, throwing, and zinging it past you and like. And I, I do think that that's why we lose a lot of athletes early. And then, you know, they kind of get back in it later when they're friends or whatever. Um, but it, but it is like frustrating to like nail down the fundamentals. Like I got to figure out how to walk, right. I got to figure out how to do the layup for the basket and dribble before I can start doing the, the, the fadeaways of the three pointers.
1: There's one a learning thing, curve for sure. And one thing I would say, and it's, you know, if, if parents and people that aren't involved with the grade as much again, the game as much as we are, It's amazing when you pay for private lessons, you're out there and you want to hear a coach barking at your kid. But what truly is amazing when you know a team and you know a culture, when you can shut your, you know what mouth and allow the kids to activate to do what they're supposed to do and to watch them take over a game, because that shows you as a coach that they've listened, they've learned and they're executing what you've asked them to do. And I'll tell you, Poe, you've had some teams Where we'll send our kids out there when we were in the building mode and you guys were peaking at the right level. It was a college coach and every single one of those kids circling through. And you're literally having a ham sandwich over on the sideline just watching as it happens. And that truly, in my opinion, is one of the best coaching jobs you can do when you can shut your mouth. Let the kids run and play the game. Because if you handicap them, why the hell are we here? Mm -hmm. It's the Johnnies and the Joes
2: more than it is the X's and the O's, 100%. and that's the peers that we see you in cross Again, we call it video yeah. game coaching yeah. or whatever. We're, you know, just, just do that, and this. And, like, and yes, there's some times when you're, you know, <laughs> running very specific plays, but we try to, adhere like, here's the guidelines. But if you see it, go. Like, you know, we, we you know, the freer you yeah. can play and, and, you know, again, to your point, like, we want them so prepared that, and hopefully there's, you know, more than 100 fans on the stand screaming and they can't hear. They're just, oh, yeah, we know, you know, and it's the Lake Mary game, right? Uh, that game was crazy. Kids couldn't yeah. hear and they couldn't hear me. They just looked at each other. Yep, all right, we're running this, right? This guy down here, he's got the matchup that we've talked about. Boom, let's go, yeah. right? I got the dude. Clear through, I'm going. And, and again, it's it's, I think. Especially at youth lacrosse, that our sport is way too overcoached, and it's 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 again. I, I just think it's hard because they just don't understand it, um, you know. And and they want us go from, you know, as a as a dad or as a as a newer coach, you want to go from from again the dribbling to to the advanced. Like, let's put in the, the triangle offense. It's Like yes, maybe the triangle offense is the best offense, but you can't dribble, you know. Like we're not going to even be able to get through there. Yeah, and and, and so I we're eight years
1: old. We're eight years old.
0: We don't have we don't have Scotty. We don't have Scotty and mean, Jordan. No, like not any, like you know, no
2: structure. we you know, like definitely need some it, structure, but it, it. but it shouldn't be you know <sighs> it, it, every practice every day. Yeah.
0: Well, if you're a if you're a young a young parent listening to this with a young child who's just starting lacrosse or has just started, that is all of it in a nutshell. It's fundamentals. You know people ask me all the time. I've been fortunate to have two boys that have played that are playing now at the college level. I have one more left in high school and you know people ask all the time what do I start? I say get a stick, get a ball, find a wall, and just bang the wall out. Just you're just left and right. And I'm not a lacrosse guy, but I've seen it work for my own kids. I've seen it work for other kids. And it's the it's the effort you put into the fundamentals that will make you a better player when you get out on the field. Cause again, that same analogy, like you're saying there, po, like you can't ask a guy to go do something or run a play if they can't hold onto the dang ball running down the field or they can't pass it okay. to the right guy. Great, they the can't great throw. That, huh? um, so, um, and I always used to get so cracked up when I, I used to get so cracked up at Ryan yelling at everybody shoot overhand. Uh, but now I get it. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I your point, on, you know, yeah, cross us, I think us, is,
2: is a fairly unique sport where, you know, if you work hard enough and and put in the effort, at most programs, you're going to at least be able to find a role. And and again, I'd say, heavy majorities, you know, start and thrive. Um, you know, there's a, a kid, a couple kids, but there's one at, at Ponte Vedra, name is Miles Silva. Um, Miles was a you know, short, overweight, right, slow. Uh, attackman attackman, um, and, you know, he struggled, and he it put the work in, and he became a crease attackman, right, and he found a role, right, I'm not fast, so I'm just going to have unbelievable handles, and I'm going to catch and finish everything, right, he ended up going to Army, I think he had 42 goals and one assist, he played uh, a, a, a indoor professionally for a couple of years, he's crushing he's it out in, I think, Kansas in the, uh, in the Army somewhere, uh, but, it, you know, he, he worked his butt off it helped that he turned out to be six three for sure. But uh, he worked, he worked his butt off, and and again he he's he'll tell he's not fast, he's not quick, he's not you know like except like he he hauled throng like you know, but he just worked his butt off. Um, and and there's positions all over face off, right? You know, if you can find a way, you know, goalie, uh, to shoot, you know, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why are you gotta bring in face off? Huh? Why are you gotta talk about face off? Yeah, well, you you
0: said know? You, know, you
2: said.
1: We, you yeah, but you said short, fat,
0: and yeah. slow, and I immediately thought you were talking about Turner, but I realized well, he didn't play it on yeah, future.
2: No, no, I'm, I'm, I missed the scatter report on him. I'm on 6'3 to be clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great... I love that story of Silva. I, I've actually heard that story about him, and you're, it's so true. The work you put into it is what you're going to get out of it, out of the sport. And that is the neat thing about lacrosse. I've found as a parent watching the sport is that if you do put the effort in, they're actually... For the most part, as long as you have some, you know, some relative athleticism to you, you can run and move a little bit. There is, generally speaking, a spot, an opportunity for you to contribute to the team, um,
1: especially and, at the high school level. And here's the greatest thing: you don't have to go play in college to have a great career in high school and to do something for your team. That's the biggest thing about this. I'm not a college player. I did get recruited to play D three. In Virginia, yeah. and then my dad told me how stupid I am to turn up a free education in Florida. But we have kids that just love the game in high school. They don't start for three years. They tough it out. They work through it. They find a role. They may may give you one or two key plays, but those one or two key plays and what they do for their team is yeah. going to set them up for business, for their life, for whatever they want to do as they move forward. And it's such an important thing that I always tell parents. Your kid's probably not going to go d1 it is so against you if you think your child is going to go actually play d1 but let's focus on your community and what he can do here in winter park and what he can success and the friends he can make by doing one or two mm-hmm. plays it's such a great sport for that and I think that's a good point Poe to talk about because role players're in a, a similar position we all we've already, ever had. You
2: know, we have big numbers right we we have a lot of good players and you want to keep everybody involved and uh, we have 35 guys on varsity, right? And, and if close game, like we play more guys than most teams. We play like 22 guys, 23 guys in, in some big games and we're going really deep, right? So that's what 12 kids that aren't playing, 10 of them who know for sure they're not playing. And, you know, I know everybody doesn't always love it, but we'd we like to have fun on our sideline, right? And and that's their role, right? Our guy's role is to celebrate on the sideline and to bring energy when when good plays happen. And Right. And, and my athletic director, you know, they, they do some funny stuff sometimes. And he's like, well, you know, what do you think about this? And I, you know, I explain. I'm like, they choreograph, like they, they take game, they, it's game night for them. Right. They know for sure they're not playing. Right. How many other guys on other teams, yep. you know, no, when they know I have no chance of playing, going into the game, going bonkers because they have a role, you know, and, and, you know, I just working to have a culture a hundred and, and like they, when and when they're going the bonkers, it's like the first thing in the court of the starters will come over. I'm like, like yes boys like keep that up like we need that all the time like we can feel it you know and and then it just fuels and then you know when some you know some of those guys are seniors that are never going to play some of them are sophomores that need to learn the ropes you know and it's everyone kind of just gets in line and 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 kind of accepts it and you know it's it's the role guys that are again you know we, we talk about the pressure and all that stuff my a really good story we um we have, I think, one of the best goalies in the South, and Jack Pillow, right? And, and this year we didn't have a backup goalie. We have a uh, big D named Brett Reed. His brother went to play uh, Division One at Vermont and, and is now down at uh, old miss. Um, Brett's not a good across he, he was like our third D midi, fourth D midi. Um, you know, he, he was ultimate team guy on the sideline. But before the season, he's like, hey, coach, he's playing goalie. Like you, you know, like this was like in the fall, like joking, you know, and then, like two weeks later, he's like, "Hey, I was thinking about that, like I think I could do that, right, and so Brett takes three months, yeah and and so we had another goalie who was a freshman JV because they didn't have another goalie, so he he for three months, he sits there with Maddox Johnson, uh uh you know uh, like all, all our college alumni that are coming back, just ripping on him, right, he's sending me pictures of you know proof of that you know just getting destroyed. Right, but he he came in a season and he like he was he had to he unanimous voted team captain for a backup goalie who was very very mediocre lacrosse player. But he bought into his role so so much and ended up starting him a couple That's games awesome. and like it, it it was it was insane, you know. And the kid knew he's like the only way I'm playing is if Jack P gets hurt, and even then, right, he Poe might find somebody else to put in, you know. But but he's like this is my role. He's like I'm gonna take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm gonna take it to your summer. And, and, uh, it, it, it's just like that. That's the stuff that, you know, is really cool for me. Um, and, and, just seeing them a, like a 17, 18 year old kid, just being that selfless is, is, is pretty unique outside of sports. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Pretty rare these days.
2: That's And, that's and, and a, so that I'm so sorry, good. one more, I'm one more that'll come back to you guys. So, our, so if you guys. so are, anybody knows anything uh, about, um, TV, our You're field good. is yeah. Yeah. streaky, to say the least, and and uh, Jack P um, rolled his ankle that night before we played Winter Park, and so like he couldn't walk off the field; it was hurting so bad. And so we we look at Brett and and uh and we're like, uh, Brett, you ready to go, go tomorrow? Farm? Yes, like like dead serious. Like, and so my assistants, we walk off like, what are we going to do? My like, Brett just gave me the look; he's ready. Like, if if, if I can't go, we're going with Brett. We're doing it. You know, and, and Jack ended up, you know, getting nineteen layers of tape and, and ended up playing, but it was just you know yeah, he he, he ended up having a, his Jordan game oh, yeah, there, but uh, well. it, it was a funny well. like just look him straight in the eye, Brett Reading, just yeah, I got this coach yeah, like, great. N- no joke, like put me in like I'm ready to go. And it was just it was a very cool moment for me.
0: That's that's great. So look so let's let's change gears. Let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the season. Uh, let's look back real quick on this past season. Um you, you again had another great run, um had a lot of success during the regular season, uh, had some great wins, um and and then came up uh into the playoffs. Um, talk about that run to playoffs, how you felt going into it. You know, of course us um our team at Winter Park played you guys at Bulls um, had a had a had a tough gritty game against you guys, but you guys beat us. Um, you guys had some other nice nice wins, but you know as you got closer into getting into the playoff, how were you feeling? What was your thought? You know, where where did you think that could go? Uh, and, then, yeah, and then yeah, talk uh, about that game against Lake Mary. Kind of
2: newer to lacrosse scene, you know the the kind of TV Lake Mary rivalry has kind of rekindled as of late. But you know, so those you know like like Turner and I and been around for a while, it's nothing new. Um, you know, Barry's a, a great friend, mentor, someone I look up to. Saint, you know, Danny. We, we do do a lot of stuff together, so I've known these guys forever. Um, and so it's a really unique relationship where you know we talk, you know, all the time during the season. You know, we we share scouts, uh, you know, more than most. Um, you know, and and with them, it's just kind of that you know, you know what's coming no matter what. Right. It's it's you know, maybe one every four or five years in, in the past someone's gotten upset, but it's we have to like Mary to go, you know, to go down to the final four. Um then mostly kind of the way we do our I do our schedule is anybody anytime anywhere, right? And and last year maybe people thought we were down or just it just kind of worked out we had a we had an insane schedule last year um you know that that coincided with our trip up to dc we had an awesome win uh against at the time nationally ranked st stephen st ag's and, um you know, we, we doubled around my mother came down they ended up undefeated and, mm-hmm. and them two in the midwest behind culver they were sick team and physically beat us up a little bit and, and so it was, a, it was a super super tough schedule um but one thing you know with with kind of some of that leadership we had it was so we we were down multiple times, kid never came back, right? We kept fighting, we kept working, we kept getting better. Um and we were trying out a lot of different things, right? We we kind of went into the season um with kind of a plan and and sometimes, you know, the, the year before we went in with the plan and right, I said I'm gonna do two lines of minis and we didn't change all year. It was great, right? And you know, one goal away from your state championship and, and it worked out. Last year was a little different, where you know we had a lot of trial and error, um, you know, just just seeing different things, right? Uh, going up to DC, playing with the stock clock and against those guys, you know, kind of you know, reaches how you think, and and they attacked us different ways, and again, kind of you know, we we play that first game with like Mary, and and you kind of know, right? This is the tester. We we, we didn't have our face up guy, end up going to overtime, so we kind of were feeling pretty good about ourselves. Um, you know, to you guys aren't going to like to hear it, but that uh, the Winter Park game this year was big for us. We were on, I don't know, like a three game skid, right? We lost the two DC games. We got beat up by, I think maybe a four game. No, yeah, three game skid. We beat the St. Stephen St. Ag's. We lost the Bolus. We lost to Jerome. Um, and then we lost to Lucy a, a veteran from South Carolina. We, we kind of blew away a lead. And so we, it was one of those turning points. And um, yeah, three. And uh, there we go. And so we we uh we show up Saturday morning um, to play Winter Park. Yeah. And, you know that that night, the Friday night before against um, Lucy Beckman, it, we had a um, former alumni pass away. It was kind of an uh, you know I got emotional. It was just an emotional game. And the next Saturday we kind of show up on mm-hmm. the field. We always do a throw around when we do night games. Um, you know just to kind of get loose and kind of looking around. Around I'm like boy I don't know what it is but like I. Something feels different tonight. Like we you know, that thing that thick we turned the corner, you know, whatever it is. And you know, we, we came out against uh uh Winter Park that night and we, you know, Winter Park, you guys were loaded, you know, super, super good team and, and we played really, really well. Um and and it kind of you know plat- sprung sprung us through um you know, fast forward uh to the Lake Mary game right there. You know anybody who knows Gary Robinson and and knows me, right? All, all season long, hey, you want to trade him? Yeah, yeah. But send me back to Lake Mary when you play it, right? It's like it's just it's just what we do all year, right? And You see his his, his goofy red polo show up randomly to to, to PV home games, down at worth scrimmages, right? We're you know yeah, we're doing the same thing, yeah.
1: Fully unbuttoned. Uh, I mean, Gary's got his so like, shirt. Yeah. 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 I don't understand him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got
1: to
0: get it in there he's got that he's got that he's got that and, uh, got that magnum and so PA it's you no, know, it just is what
2: it is amazing. we all know about it you know and yeah. and to be honest you know i, I always flirt with do you talk about it do you not talk about it you know and it's like we decided it's not something we're going to hide you know we'd like we need to get our stuff together or, or that team in reds <laughs> you know going to be a problem um and so kind of rolling into that game um or, or kind of that couple weeks um it it was a tough it was a tough couple of weeks. Um we had a lot of kids sick. Uh, you know, we just we played Nice, uh Max Johnson scored one goal, uh and, and literally he walked off the field and laid on the bench and I kept it as mom and said, Come pick him up from behind, you know, we finished the game without him. Um, you know, and and it's you know, I want not bring up excuses. So we roll in into Lake Mary. Um and we came out with the game plan to be super, super aggressive, right? Uh, we wanted to press really, really hard on the right, do some different things that we hadn't shown all year. Um, and we did. All right, we came out and we jumped them early. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we think it was 4 nothing before I know it. And, you know, boys are going crazy on the sideline. And, you know, coaches, like, it was, you talk about the nerves, like, it's that's the nerve, right? Uh, uh, my assistant, Matt Keeler, is uh, he, he's he's not going to be happy me sharing the story, but he's you know scarred. Lake Mary knocked him out his senior year. You know he's, we're, we're hugging each other, crying. And, You know it's always at Lake Mary, and so going in he's like, Lake Mary, come to this place. Why are come on, we got to come Lake Mary. And Mary's gonna you know crush me press my spirits again. And so we're you know we're everything's going good, and you know we look back and Maddox and Maddox is on the bench, dead tired. You know before he's, you know out of gas. Canada been sick for two weeks. He's he can't go. And you know I I think you know in hindsight you know going aggressive, got us a lead, but it also, you know, we kind of used up our juice really quickly. Um, and and then it was kind of hold on for dear life. And then that team is super talented. Um, you know, they got, they got guys everywhere. They're really well coached. They know us. Um, and so it, it was just a, a fest from there. We had a ton of really good opportunities. Um, and, you know, it's it, in that game, it's the, the rivalry game, right. It's, it comes down to one or two big plays and, and um, Masterson was, was, uh, Pretty, pretty unbelievable. Um, And, uh, you know, and, and they ended up winning. It's, it's kind of the the irony, right? I, I kind of grew up down here in Florida and, you know, grew up with, with Healy and Colin and, and Gary and Danny and, and Terry and, and, and some of these guys. And so it's, 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 uh, it's a unique feeling when you walk through that handshake line and, you know, as pissed as you are and, and as upset that you are. And it's like, you know what? I'm happy for you, Gary, you know, you, you and Danny gets your turn, go get yours, you know, hopefully go get theirs. And, and, um, you know, it, it's, you know, we go, yeah, yeah, that did. Uh, we, you know, we go back and, and hug did. and cry it out and, and, you know, have our senior dinner and move on. Um, but it's, you know, it's one of those things It's you know, what, when, when you sit back and, you know, the, the, the optimist in me says, uh, you know, what does one goal really change on a season, you know, and, and, you know, I can I can say that the last two years, and then the pessimist in me says, you know, probably two state championships, one gold team <laughs> this season, you know, and and so it's it's uh it's kind of the double edged sword, but it's um, it. you know, it's it's you, you do it <laughs> f- for the fun, and you you keep doing it because you're hungry, and you know you want to get that feeling out of your stomach again, you know, and it's you know we got our, our youth practicing up. Well, it's, it's
0: tough. It's tough. Cause you get, you get, you get so close, but then I think afterwards you realize, you know, there's only going to be one winner. There's only one state champion. You know, you have hundreds of teams competing in each division to be that one champion. And it's funny that you say that about, you know, having, having knowing all these coaches at all these different schools in the history you have. And my history with Florida lacrosse is much shorter, mostly through my vicariously through my own kids, but it's funny that as I've gotten to know more people in Florida lacrosse, people that, quite frankly, I didn't like because they beat us or we lost to them or we didn't win a state championship. You know, my sons are now playing with uh, two of the kids uh, that mm-hmm. beat them on the uh, in the in the state championship, the Jupiter team that year. You know, so like I hated Jupiter for all of like twelve months. I couldn't. I didn't even want to see. I didn't want to see Jupiter written anywhere. I didn't want to see Jupiter in the sky. I didn't want to see anything. And so, you know, and I, I kind of felt a little bit of that towards, towards you and in the Pontevedra families a couple of years ago, uh, when Griffin and his group unfortunately lost in that semifinal game. But it's just you get that realization, like, hey, you just compete, and there's only one winner, and it is what it is. But it is so interesting to see these teams that continually are just kind of going after it. And so, as you're looking forward to the spring and of course a lot of time a lot of stuff's going to happen between now and then but you know what are your thoughts about your spring season what are your, kind of your expectations for this team the makeup of your team as you've lost obviously obviously a couple kids that have gone on to play division one yeah, lacrosse, you know, like graduated some other seniors funny, right have some guys we're coming back?
2: back on the bus home and it's, it's god we just lost maddox johnson right we just lost luke lowry right we we lost matt gray forward blows parker kemp <laughs> you know and it's like and it hits you know it, it hits we're right in big there, troubles, right, and and then you kind of, yeah, and then you know, then you kind of dust off and it's regroup. Real. It's and, real. Know, we, summer lacrosse comes way too quick, you know, unless you're the one team that wins the state championship, and then you can't wait. Um, you go see everybody at the summer tournaments, and, and uh, you know, you're we're kind of looking around, and it's yeah, whatever. Uh, I got the best goalie in the state, all right, I have a real good Fogo. I have a really good defense. Um, really, really good offense coming back. We expect to come compete and, and go for state championships. Um, you know, it's, it's, are we the favorite? ask yes, me. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, it, it'd be really tough for me to go in and, and have expectations other than a state championship with the talent that we have. Right. And, and again, I think it's, like you said, there's only one team that does it and maybe it's, you know, I don't know what the right term—narcissistic or whatever—to expect. Like, yeah, we're going to win it when there's all these. Like, you know, I talked. We're not special, right? Those guys in South Florida—they're at working too, right? The guys in Orlando—they're out grinding, right? We're, you know, we're not—we're not unique, right? We're not destined for this, right? It's—it's it's, we're flipping a coin, right? You know, Mason goes low, and, and instead of going high, and right, it's going overtime. Who knows what happens? And 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 so kind of that. It, 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 it's. uh yeah, that, that, I, I don't know if that answered the question there.
0: No, it's a good. In it's good. Be, I mean, it, I yeah, I I agree. I think you have to go into it believing you can win it. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I think that if you and, and, don't and I also have think, belief uh,
1: in yourself and what you're gonna do, then what's the point? It, so, and yeah. to be very clear. Uh, oh. You've heard Poe string you the story with a little violin that we're just this little school in Pontevedra. We're so tiny. We got no. We have no resources. Let me go ahead and set the table. They have a great youth program. They're just. They have a lot of support, and Poe is very, very humble right now. Until you coach against them, they're loaded. They're always going to be loaded. They have the mentality that you have to have in this game because they work hard. Those kids go to go to bat every single day. They're thinking about a state championship. They're no different. They thought about that playoff game. They thought about that one goal game. And those juniors and sophomores and freshmen and eighth graders that watched that game, because I know a lot of them traveled to see it, have not forgot about that game. Because there's games that I haven't forgot about last year that I know that I'm circling for this year and planning for it. And it's one of those things. And it's why I love when we have Ponte Vedra on the schedule, because you know you're going to get every ounce of energy that Poe has, his entire staff of forty-seven people, and then all of his players that are going to be there. It's it's state championship or bust, unfortunately, and that that's just where where his program is. Where we hope our program goes to, to be point, out. Right? It's, like it's, Mary, obviously, you know, is
2: looking for a repeat. Whatever, say what it is when, when we talk to my youth programs, right? I talk about I don't care about winning the Orlando Open, right? I don't care about winning the, the whatever invitation. I want to win, say, championships, and I want to get their kids scholars, college scholarships, right? And and I preach that from their very young. If you come to a PB home game, you'll see behind our bench or on our sideline 10, 15 youth kids, right? And, and to your point, like, all these – get like, almost every one of these kids I've coached since they were, you know, real little, right? And you, you can tell me am I going to have a chance to win a game with Jack P. and cage, right? <laughs> Yeah, like – you know, yes, I got, you know, w- with some of the guys, right? We've got Cannon Houseman and Tanner and, right, these guys that I've been with forever. You know, Lad and, and Griffin and Smitty and, like, you know, these seniors that have been with me forever. Like, they, yes, I have, have very much high expectations and confidence in these kids. You know, they it, we've been working hard for a long time.
0: I think the thing that I'm getting from this conversation And this is the thing that I would like to share with our viewers and listeners that if you're a Florida lacrosse coach, Florida lacrosse parent, and you're sitting around going, hey, how do I get our program to this level? How do I get my son in this type of program? Instead of sitting around and looking at what a few handful of programs are doing around the state it's time for people to jump in, in the state of Florida and say, Hey, I'm going to make this happen in my community. I'm going to make this happen in my high school. I'm going to make this happen in my area. And if I, you know, Colin and I joke about this all the time, we're both sales guys. Right. So like if I'm, if I sniff money, I sniff blood, I'm making a phone call. I'm on this in my truck. I am there. I'm going to make something happen. And so what people need to be doing is they need to be picking up the phone call. They need to be getting on Instagram and DMing, whether it's, Coach Poe, or it's Coach Crawley, or it's the coach down the street, or it's this program or that program, and figure out what other people are doing and go do it. Just start, right? Like, because you guys had to start somewhere. Jaws had to start. You didn't just birth it one day and it just came out an 18 year old kid. It starts in its infancy and you have to grow it around all
2: the best programs in the state. Or let's say eight out of 10, right? Uh, uh, PV, Winter Park. Uh, like Highland Prep, Jupiter, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Andrews, the Tampa Pro they all have strong youth theater programs, right? All of them have strong youth theater programs, right? There's there's a couple others that, that can kind of survive on other things, but every right. single one of them, and, you know, some people do it different ways, right? Uh, a Terry kind of, they, they stick together, right? Um, you know, the Snipers and Stealth kind of help those guys. Tampa, they kind of, you know, everybody's kind of got different ways to do it, and, and again, it's, we're, we're lucky we can kind of do it our way, but figuring out how to develop the youth and and put energy in it. And, and, you know, one thing that you see a lot is, is you get one dad, right. That's all in, right. And, and let's say you got one kid, right, Patrick, and he comes through and like the class above him is important. The class is below important. When they're gone, I'm like, I don't care, you know, and not, not that you don't care, but it's a lot of time. And, and there's not a lot of forethought and, and infrastructure set up to when, when they, you know, the hero's gone, right? There's not another one ready to go, and and you see, you know, there's I won't put names in, but you see areas that come in, they get hot, and then when this person leaves, they drop off the face of the earth, you know, and it and it's again, it's it's easier said than done, but you know, it, it is all of those programs yep. that do well, you know, Benjamin, you've pr- like they they all have strong youth programs, and again, they're all built a little different. You know, Duke Blacks plays their own thing. You know, yeah, Orlando guys. You guys, you know, do Retrievers at times, and we hop on LCO at other times. And you know, there, there's no perfect model, but, but finding something that can withstand a, a, a dad going through and just 10 team, 12 team, 14 team, team, gone see your youth, right? And it, it's it's. Again, these programs are, are, aren't are just luckily good, right, every year, right? There's a few that pop up here and there. But it's, you go back and look the last 10, 12, 14 years, it's the same teams at the top 10, right. 12. <laughs> yep.
1: it, There's you know, intentionality. Patrick, Patrick, you talked a little bit about that. And as as accomplished as Poe is and Ryan Healy and Crowley and Tom and oh, all of I'm these guys coaches that, was one I was that you say. talked about. It takes one phone call to reach out to them and say, Hey, we're trying to build XYZ we're trying to build XYZ City and we're trying to figure out how do we get started. They're gonna spend the time to give you some ideas, some resources of where you gotta go. To start it. It's not, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's not, definitely not going to be built in a year, but if you put the right pieces in place, every your one of the program programs mentioned, I know can succeed and, and does can it. move and, forward. And and started and I started suggest it.
2: Tom sits down with guys, right? I, I'm texting, you know, there's, there's a, a guy in Orlando who's trying to start his own club and do everything. thing. Another one at Tampa that we talked to, right? I'm I'm not the end all be all, but if you want somebody else's number, I'll give you Tom, Terry, Spalding's, right? The, the Healy's, these guys have been around, right? It's a small world and, and kind of the rising tide of this all. We were. Yep. Right? All those guys he's listed, I promise you are all willing to help anyone who wants it. And, again, we don't have all the answers, but we have perspective and and a whole lot of experience.
0: Well, listen, uh, Coach Poe, Chris, we're thrilled to have you on the Garbage Goal podcast. This has been an amazing uh, show. I, was I think gonna we're say, actually going to split this one up in two when episodes. You me about youth, I think we're just going to have to split this when one you up. Me, no, it's our longest one on so far, youth. but it's so good. <laughs> 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 I know. I mean, in, in Colin and I say that all the time. I mean, a lot of times we talk, we, you know, the last few episodes we've done, I mean, there's like, we could do a whole episode just on youth lacrosse, just even how to set up a program. We could do a whole episode on, the fundamentals. I mean, there's just so many elements to this, to this game that are so beautiful and so much fun and it's hard to cover it all in a, in a short amount of time, but we're thrilled to have you on. Um, I, I just want to say just as a parent and as a casual fan of Florida lacrosse, it's been real fun, um, to, to watch your program, uh, prior, you know, prior to you being the head coach and also you being the head coach, um, you know, the families of Ponte Vedra have always been really, um, just, Good people um and we've been fortunate to know a lot of them over the years and uh you know I'm still pretty bitter about not having beat you um yeah. with either one of my older sons, but <laughs> Gus, uh Garrett and Griffin swear to me that Gus is the better <laughs> one of the three anyways, and he's only in tenth grade, so um so we'll see how that all pans out <laughs> but um but we you know I just I want to just give you the compliments we to really to, and appreciate and for really you that's for your parents, your school uh your kids that you have. Um, and just appreciate your time and sharing. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Hey, so, and I apologize for we'll, calling. We'll, like just in general, just for everything. Cause we'll see if this thing gets up. Just, and all that. Man. I don't know if I, we're know I have them on the show sometimes.
2: Hey, listen. <laughs>
1: Let's hey, put it this way: yeah. Paul gave <laughs> you the greatest answer—the same answer I gave it's to Healy. Do you want free help? And Healy was like, cool. "Yes." And well, thank you guys very much for having me on. Yeah. I, I appreciate
0: it. I had a and good here time. Here we are. So, Well, thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in and watching the Garbage Gold Podcast powered by Orlando Lacrosse Support. Until next time, shout out to our friend, Coach Chris Polenski. Good Let luck go. to Pontevedra High School next year, next spring. And until uh, next time. <laughs> All right, so let that, uh...